On today's episode of Fundraising Secrets, I want you to do me a favor. Listen closely to the intro of Fundraising Secrets. I'm a funpreneur. I really want you to take a closer listen because today I'm going to tell you exactly who a funpreneur is and what are the duties and the job requirement. I'm Maya McNulty, and this is the Fundraising Secrets Podcast, made for funpreneurs. Funpreneurs is a heart-centered leader. Funpreneurs take no BS and make no apologies for serving the public. Funpreneurs unite and thrive knowing that together we will prevail. Funpreneurs will fight for the cause, raise awareness, and serve with humility. Funpreneurs are resourceful, compassionate, and philanthropy is our middle name. Funpreneurs deploy the organization's task with honor and champions the mission. Funpreneurs enrich lives and put ethics before conversions. Funpreneurs define strength in numbers, believe in the cause, create the future, build fundraising empires, impact the world. Funpreneurs are driven and inspired knowing that we are making fundraising fun. I'm a funpreneur. Welcome back. You're listening to Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty, your host. Thank you so much for taking a closer listen today to the intro of this podcast, Fundraising Secrets. I'm a funpreneur. Now, I really, um, I coined this term, funpreneurs, and it is my tribe, the people that I'm going to serve in my community. I'm taking entrepreneurs and um, nonprofits, and I'm combining them to maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. That is what I'm creating, and I want to share that with you today. Now, in the intro of this podcast, I'm a funpreneur on Fundraising Secrets. It's made for funpreneurs. It's for heart-centered leaders. Funpreneurs take no BS and make no apologies for serving the public. Funpreneurs unite and thrive knowing that together we will prevail. Funpreneurs will fight for the cause, raise awareness, and serve with humility. Funpreneurs are resourceful, compassionate, and philanthropy is our middle name. Funpreneurs deploy the organization's task with honor and champions the mission. Funpreneurs enrich lives and put ethics before conversions. Funpreneurs define strength in numbers. They believe in the cause. They create the future, build fundraising empires, impact the world. Funpreneurs are driven and inspired knowing that we are making fundraising fun. I'm a funpreneur. So here's how I started to create this tribe of fundpreneurs, uh, bridging or combining and maximizing fundraising nonprofits uh, to start thinking like entrepreneurs. Now, I've been uh, an entrepreneur my entire life. I've had businesses, lots of different businesses, lots of them that failed. I owned Curves for Women for 10 years, and uh, in the beginning of that, it was really great, and it uh, impacted my life really well. And I actually got some really great business training from that, from Gary Haven and Curves and the, and the Curves University. Before that, I owned a dress shop for eight years. It was a great dress shop. I sold comfortable linens for uh, women, career women. Um, it was in, a, in my hometown, a little town called Scotia Glenville in uh, Scotia Glenville, New York. Um, it wasn't until I read the book Expert Secrets and Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson that I really understood the concept of red ocean and blue ocean. I always knew of the b- bloody ocean and the red ocean where all the competition is because, you know, everyone would be so afraid of their competition. When I had the dress shop, that was what people would say to me. They'd be like, aren't you afraid of Walmart putting you out of business? Well, I wasn't because I 
I created a blue ocean. I had uh, clothes for women, entrepreneurs, and business CEOs. They would come in and I personally shopped and personal shopped for them and created wardrobes and clothes. So I had a competitive edge creating the dress shop with the these CEO like minded people that were busy and I would be a fashion I actually have a fashion degree I studied at Bay State College in Boston um, and I have a, um, a bachelor's degree in marketing uh, which I got from LIM in New York City I studied fashion in London Paris Rome um, I went abroad with my teacher when I was in um, Boston and in uh, New York City. Really exciting time. I went to, I can remember going to the house. Um, Ghost was one of the houses in England uh, that we did some workshops there. When I lived in Boston, I, Denise Hajar, she was my mentor. I internshiped with her, and we had the Boston Designers Collaborative where we'd have local designers, and we'd exchange inf um, information. We'd build fashion shows for them and uh, collaborate with millinaries and artisans and put together a whole group of uh, spectacular fashion shows and I really learned how to tell a story with doing fashion shows um, and that was from Denise Hajar who is still in the North End in Boston so if you've ever gone to like the um, things like the Yankee Lobster Yankee or Yankee Lobster something like that she's across the street from that in the North End. So I want to talk to you a little bit about a red ocean and a blue ocean um, so the Red Ocean, if you think about it like this, it's bloody. It's where all the competition is, right? And people often tell you, like, oh, aren't you afraid of the competition? Or the competition is going to put you out. Or or I've got too much competition. Well, that's all a mindset. If you believe that you have something so much more important that the world needs, then you can get your message out there by creating a new vehicle. I learned this in the book, uh, .com Secrets and Expert Secrets from Russell Brunson. And when creating this blue ocean, this new opportunity, this new vehicle, it's it's something that you're going to go back and you're going to go fish back into this red ocean and get those people. But hold up for one second. So you here you have this blue ocean, and it's the new opportunity. You're going to create this new opportunity in your blue ocean, and then you're going to go back into your red ocean, and you're going to fish. You're going to cast your net. You're going to cast your bait, your hook, um, and get those people where where the competition was one by one and then you're going to once you get them you're going to bring them back over to your red ocean and that bait is going to um as long as you're continuing to serve them at the highest level they're going to join your tribe they're going to become uh your community your tribe your people my friend alex sharfin would say entrepreneurs are the most misunderstood people among us. Well, he's right. Um, and he always says, you know, you're not alone. C certain, t a lot of times entrepreneurs or nonprofits, they do feel like they're alone and they don't have people out there to help them, but that's not true. When you create this new opportunity and you know where to go back and fish in that bloody ocean and get them over to come to your new ocean, then you have this whole new vehicle, this whole new culture, if you will, that you're creating, um, with this new opportunity. And with me, I'm creating, um, fundraising secrets for fundpreneurs. So I'm maximizing fundraising by thinking, um, making nonprofits think like entrepreneurs, getting them to think of new vehicles in a new way so that they can stand above and apart from other nonprofit organizations. So as you're bringing 
one by one from the red ocean over to your blue ocean. You're starting to create a new ocean. Um, We could call that your sweet spot or a purple ocean, if you will. But I like to call it your sweet spot. So in your sweet spot, you can serve at the highest level because that's in your sweet spot. You're the one that's going to be able to over-deliver and maximize everything that you're teaching and sharing with your new tribe, your new vehicle that you gave those people when you cast your line to come over, and that's why they're joining. And you're giving them a new identity, a new cape, a new opportunity. So when they come over to you, they believe they want to work with you, they want to champion the mission, they want to serve at the highest level, they want to impact the world. When you're in your sweet spot, you are in this new ocean and you build your culture, um, a brand, your tribe, your community. These people become obsessed with you and your products and your brand. Uh, I like to, I'm creating shirts right now that say Fund Panor, and on the back it's going to have the Fund Panor manifesto, um, which I just read to you and which you had in the intro of this podcast. But I'm a Fund Panor. I maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. I'm going to create shirts that say Funpreneur, and I maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. So let's, this creating this new vehicle, this new tribe of people is going to get them to feel part of a community, part of a membership. And when they people do that, they feel like they belong to something. Isn't that one of the problems that we have is that we always feel alone and that we don't belong? Um, so this way, when you're building your culture, your tribe, your community, and my business coach, Russell, Russell Brunson, speaks on this all the time. And it really resonates with me because there was lots of times where my business, even when it failed, like I felt like I wasn't good enough and I was going to lose everything and I felt depressed and I felt like I couldn't go on and I had to just recreate myself and I recreated myself so many times. I've fallen fallen down and picked myself up 10, 15, 20 times. It was just a cycle. But I did it. And in building my community, my tribe of funpreneurs, uh, because the nonprofit system is failing, and I have a solution uh, which I can bring over to my sweet spot in my blue ocean. You know, there's over 9,000 nonprofits competing for the same dollars. These nonprofits, and there's a lot of nonprofits that are duplicates, right? Very similar. You've got American Cancer Society. Uh, uh, you've um, trying to think of some other cancer societies, but you get what I'm thinking, what I'm saying here. You uh, like the night, um, leukemia, lymphoma, uh, uh, you know, lots of different ones. If I can, I can't name them all right now, but, uh, but you get what I'm saying. There's lots of similar ones and they're all competing for the same dollars. Right. Um, so I want to teach nonprofits how to think like an entrepreneur so that they can maximize their fundraising efforts. Uh, I've created a step-by-step system, which currently we're using at NAMI, uh, the National Association on Mental Health, and it's been a game-changer for them. They've implemented a lot of what we've talked about. I'm going to have them on another podcast uh, to speak on what they've learned with working with my system, and uh, we've used the system, too, with the Special Olympics. Um, Now, it is hard with when you're going to different systems. different organizations because you have to teach them and train them how to use these systems. But now it's a step-by-step system that works. It really works. And it shortens the uh, fundraising learning curve and you're able to get immediate results from your nonprofit, being able to maximize the fundraising 
and fundraising goals. So when we start out, we have uh, your goal and, you know, we set that. We set your goal and then we'll put intentions out there so that we meet those goals with a timeline. We'll have these intentions and then we'll also have a clear outcome because we have a timeline that everyone is accountable for. So I believe that fundpreneurs will start a movement not only making their organizations and their community great, but by maximizing and scaling the organization to reach and serve even more people. Now, if you like this content, like it, share it, subscribe it, subscribe to it, rate us on Apple Podcasts, um, get this message out there. Thank you so much for listening to Fundraising Secrets. I wanted to share with you who a fundpreneur is. I bet you're your fundpreneur. And if you're interested in connecting with me, send me a message at maya at upthebiz.com. That's maya at upthebiz.com. Or reach out to me on any of the social media uh, platforms. I'd love to hear from you. And hey, let's make fundraising fun again. Thank you for sharing, liking, and subscribing. I'm Maya McNulty, your host, Fundraising Secrets. Want more great content? Head on over to our Facebook page, Fundraising Secrets. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thank you for sharing this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Making Fundraising Fun Again. This is the podcast, Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty.